He can't sit still. Well, I, they tried to keep me from making noise. That ain't going to happen. The first 200 episodes was half then. The whole, yeah. first 200? Yeah. yeah, they just kept saying, hey, speak in the mic, speak in the I mic. I was chasing them everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I feel like this is, you can just get so comfortable in here. I'm like, yeah, do it. That's the trick. We make you comfortable, then you say things you would have never said anywhere else. (laughs) Sorry, are you going to kick us off or am I going to kick us off? Kick us off, Sorry. Welcome back, folks, to the podcast, and we are honored we've got guests today. These might, this might, these are our biggest guests. We got rid of Martin. No, no, hey. I'm surprised, okay, because she's got so much going on. He does, too. That's why I said I'm honored that she took time we, to come on this podcast. We did have Bill Dance call in for two minutes one time. Well, no, that was that was one of our best episodes. Okay, but without further ado, we do have a special couple in here. That's right. This is going to be our most viewed episode ever. No pressure. Wow. Uh, Sadie Man. and Christian Hopper. Right. Yeah. No pressure. Welcome, folks. Biggest guest ever. Come on. Y'all well, can, y'all can do better. Actually, Burley is technically our biggest guest ever because he's like 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, reach-wise, it might be you guys. Well, what did you just finish doing? You had something, a big get-together? Our conference, the Elo Sister Conference. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I it, knew it was big. It, it is about, just it was for about girls. about 4,000 people. Yeah. But you you should come sometime just to see, just to witness what's going on. We had about over 300 girls get baptized. It Wonderful. was amazing. It was, uh, it was incredible. Yeah. It was awesome. I need you to apologize. You know, and what did you speak about? I... I spoke about how a lot of times in our life we feel like we're stuck and we're crying out to God and we're mad at him because we think, why are we here? But a lot of times it's not that we're stuck. It's actually that we're positioned there to give him glory. And uh, I gave this. And we don't like the position. We don't like the positioning. And if you read through the Bible, it's time and time again where people might say, I'm stuck. Like Daniel in the lion's den, he might have felt stuck. But he was positioned there, and he was able to give God glory. God was able to rescue him, and it was able. He was able to change the king's mind. As and then I was fixing that, and a lot yes. of people was blessed because of what. Exactly. Happened. I mean, Joseph in the yeah. prison. You. I mean, even Jesus in the tomb and the grave, and yet he's positioned so that he could roll that stone away and give us hope for eternity. Well, the whole message so, is on Exodus with the... Uh-huh, the Israelites. The Israelites and, and Pharaoh. Okay, they're traveling out of Egypt. Get yep. to moving. Yeah. And they're so stuck it's at all the Red about sea, like yeah. you think you're stuck, but maybe you're just positioned so that other people can see God's glory through you and also so that you can see his faithfulness to you. Yeah, you just brought up something to kind of tickle me, the Red Sea. Because I read in the newspaper, or it was on the news, that finally somebody got the bright idea told me, oh, let's go diving in the Red Sea on the bottom and see what we find. Well, guess what they found? What? Chariots. A lot of, a lot of chariots. No a lot way. of bones, okay, of animals and humans. Wow. And I said, well, how, you, uh, you must have not read about the Exodus. <laughs> It's, you know, in it's, in God's, it's in God's book. Okay? It's actually really cool. You know, so it was just, you know, when he brought it up, it hit me. You know, yeah. But, but a lot of people don't realize, and like you were talking about, okay, you're, you're stuck. Because I remember when I kind of hit rock bottom and said, I've got a horrible life, you know, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's got to be something better than what I've got. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the void, I had the big hole in my heart 
is because I didn't have Jesus in it. Yep. Yep. Okay, and like you said, well, I've only heard you speak one time, and you spoke on, you know your enemy, the devil, and then what was the other one? I remember the message you're talking about, because it was at, wasn't it at Christchurch? Yeah, yeah, on 7th Street. Oh, gosh, I have to remember. I can't, think, I can't believe I, I've lost the, the second part, because well, promises. Uh, yeah. Oh, no yeah. promises. No, no, that's what it was. Come on, John. I know take notes enemy. in church, people. Hey, good move. <laughs> know your enemy and then know, know the, the promises. promises of God. And when she spoke on it, okay, I was amazed because then I had to go back home after hearing her speak and say, my goodness, they're everywhere. Hmm. Everywhere you look, there's a promise. Oh, oh, there's another yeah. one. Yeah. You know, and the best one is Jesus tells us, okay, hey. Don't worry about it. I got your back, and I'll be with you throughout the ages. That's right. That's right. It's so cool. We're teaching Honey the promises of God right now, like not trying to say, like, these are the promises of God. Learn them. But just say, come up, because some of the things Honey will say, like, she's afraid whenever I leave her. You know, she's yeah. like, don't yeah. leave me. Don't go to work. And yeah. then I always say, you know, God says he'll never leave you and never forsake you. And so you're, you're never going to be left. And just casually in conversation, you know, um, or she gets a little bit afraid at night in the dark. And I say, you know, the Lord says, fear not, for I am with you. And even whenever you feel alone here, he's with you. And it's just so cool because— um, you know, it speaks to every little fear she's having, no, no. the promises of God. And for me, um, it's encouraging me as I speak them over her because I'm like, oh, he's with me. He'll never forsake me. I don't have to fear. because Yeah, you don't have to worry, honey. Yo, Jesus is with me and he's with you too. Exactly. Yeah. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. No, no, because I always think about, you know, it's just I'm losing the thought ahead of my mind. Uh, the picture, the picture of footprints in the sand. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're we're looking at it and saying, well, you know, Lord, where was you? You know, and he said, hey, you don't understand. Them are not your footprints. Yeah. Those are mine, and I've got you in my arms. Preach. Yeah. Ty's been on that one lately. <laughs> well, no, no, we're going to frame that one up for him. Because most people always, when I've been preaching to people, and I hate to leave when they say this, because oh, I just can't see this God you're always talking about. Hmm. And I said, ooh, that makes me feel so bad. I said, because I can't go anywhere that I don't see him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I said, because you look at creation, I said, you know, there's, there's so much beauty in creation, mm -hmm. okay? And I said, God is a, you know, eccentric. I, I said, well, I want to say, no, nope, that won't work. Then I had to add, he's an eccentric creator. Mm -hmm. I said, Coach, look at everything he's created. Mm -hmm. You. It's perfect. Yeah, including us. <laughs> you. Okay. Yeah, when I tell people all the time, they say, what, what advice can you give me when I, before I leave you? And I said, well, not to take yourself too seriously. I said, because, hey, let's look at, let's look at our origin, you know, our origin. I said, we're dirt. I said, so look, you only going to go up. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be bad on yourself, okay? Cause That's good. You're starting down here at the bottom level, okay? And you look, you're going to go up, boys. That's good. We're but, on our way to a K-Love Award. Y'all are. No, no, right there. Hey, you used to be dirt. Now you're not. Yeah. Things are looking up, baby. No, me and my, when I had my band, me and my music guy, 
okay, we were sitting in his office, okay, which has got all this stuff in it, all this computers, all this sound equipment, guitars out ever hanging everywhere. And he said, you got to think about it. He said, every bit of this came from dirt. And then he said, we both pointed at each other and said, including us. All of this, the building, the two before, all of this came from dirt. Hmm. The minerals, the iron, the, all the, everything. Hmm. Well, when you look at that and then you say, I can't see God. My goodness, look at all the kingdoms. The mammal kingdom, the animal kingdom, the bird kingdom, the fish kingdom, the human kingdom. You know, and it goes, the space kingdom, okay? <laughs> big into the space kingdom. No, no, I'm big into space because I've been watching uh, Nova. And our, our great minds, okay? Because, look, I wish, it, I wish they could invent and have me a rocket ship that would never run out of fuel. And I would get on it and, hey, Wait. there's no end to God's creation. <laughs> okay, I could get on a rocket ship if I had the fuel where I could keep going forever. And I'm telling you, I would just, I would be on a rocket ship and going through space. Would you not get lonely like uh, once you pass well, the I, moon? No, not really because. He'll hey, never leave you, never forsake you. There oh, it is. Hey, there it is. Because look, I'm not, I'm, not not alone. I'm not alone. Hey, because that's the first thing I'm gonna ask Jesus when I get to heaven. Interstellar. Lord, since I don't need a rocket ship anymore, <laughs> okay, can I go and see the rest of you what you created? And he'll probably start laughing and say, "Well, son, that will take you." Uh, well, but we've got eternity, so hey, go ahead. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yeah, get started. Go ahead. Yo. Would you, if, if there was like a rocket ship tomorrow, would you really, would you go into space? Or I would, think I would get on it. Well, he no, watches no, PBS I watch it on, every day. Hey, I watch it on PBS. <laughs> Once you PBS retire. is a marvelous station. It really is. A marvelous station. It really Speaking is. Speaking of marvelous things, we need to take a break, but these two kids are super busy, or adults I know. that have kids. And we got to get back to what they're doing. Well, we got to talk about some of the things they're, yeah. they're doing. Yeah. So okay. we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Okay, I'll shut up. On, no, you don't have to come back shut up. Y'all got a book coming out the right now. It's today. out. Today. It's, it's out. out. It's out today. Today. It is out. Uh -oh. They got a book. I know. And hey, there's how three. Do you, look, check this out. Look how cute this page is. Put love first. Love first. Isn't that is that awesome? the first page? That's the back page. The back page. We should have made it the first page. And there's three of them. Faith, hope, and love. And guess what? The greatest of these. The greatest of them is love. Is love. So y'all wrote this book together, right? We did. We, did, we yeah. wrote this book together. We also have, you know, Josh Kirby. Dr. Josh, Josh Kirby, six ten high oh, jumper, uh -oh, Washington Christian got School. Doctor in front of his He's name. got a doctor in front oh, of okay. his name. And I'll tell you why we did that. Because when Christian and I, we had been asked a couple of times to write a relationship book, and we were like, I just don't think we're ready to write a relationship book. Like we're almost four years into marriage. That isn't, you know, yeah, and you're so young. status. You know, you're so young, so and, young. And you want me to what? I know, exactly. Yeah. So we were unsure about it. And then Josh Kirby actually reached out to me and was like, hey, so yeah, I was just thinking about this idea. What if we wrote a relationship book together and I could use, because he's a counselor and like marriage and family counseling. Okay. 
And he was like, what if I spoke into it from a counselor's perspective and practical perspective and you spoke into it just like, hey, here's the reality of relationships. And I was like, now that's actually a really good idea. But even more so, one thing Christian and I talked about is like, yes, we are not relationship experts at all, especially not when it comes to marriage or even dating, engagement, and even when it comes to relationships with people like your family members, your in-laws, your family. friends, whatever it is, but we do know this, that if God is first, because God is love, if he's put first, then love will flow from that and every relationship will be blessed from that. So we were like, why don't we write a book and it's more of a devotional 90 days of how to put God first in your life. And from that place, how blessed all of your relationships will be in your life. And so we talk about it all, all aspects of relationships, but center point being if God's first, everything else will be blessed. Yeah. And I think, I think people, I think it's mainly for I don't maybe not mainly but just for you know romantic like romantic and lovey-dovey but it's really just relationships in general it's friendships and you know yes with spouses but also with with God and community and friendships and all the things and it's just us talking through and we kind of joked about spilling the tea on things but it's really just vulnerable and um really just you know sharing all the things that we struggle with in in life in general and how when we've seen how to put love first that's how relationships are the healthiest and yep when we say put love first we mean to put god first and out of that everything else kind of flows naturally well no no because we've actually spoke on this podcast about i told him i said okay you know what's the greatest part of life and i said well everything is based about one thing relationship Mm-hmm. Okay, your relationship with God, your relationship with your father and mother, your siblings, everyone else around you, yep. the relationship with your planet, okay, because that is what life is all about, mm-hmm. is relationships, okay? True. And bringing up the doctor thing, Dr. Warren, the neurosurgeon, okay, that I know, you know, He's a godly man, but yet he deals with death on a daily basis. Because mm-hmm. when people are referred to him, they've normally got a brain tumor. And he wrote a book called I've Seen the Last of You. Mm-hmm. Okay, because when people come to him, they're dying. Because mm-hmm. they've got a, a tumor cancer in their in their head, in their brain. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I just, I looked and talked to him on the phone and said, how do you do it? Hmm. I said, you literally live daily dealing with death. Hmm. You know, it took me about, oh, what, two weeks to read it? Because once you get into reading it, you start crying and then you can't see. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've got to break, get a break from it, you know, stop crying. And then you go back to reading it and you start crying again. Hmm. because he forms relationships with his patients. You know, and, and the worst one that was in the book was is this lady and her husband, she was about 40 years old, had been trying the whole time they'd been married to have, have a baby. Well, she's finally pregnant. Well, she starts stumbling and, and falls. Well, they take her to the hospital, do stuff. Okay, well, she's got a brain tumor. Hmm. So the doctor talks to her and says, well, here's the option. 
you can do a therapeutic abortion, then we can start your treatment. And she said, oh, no, that ain't happening. Hmm. I'm going to carry this baby to full term, and then we'll worry about mom. Hmm. Okay, so she does. She carries it to full term. They named their daughter Grace. Hmm. Okay, well, the doctor is in a grocery store getting groceries one night real late, and he sees the husband. And he's got the baby. And talking about, well, he asked about, well, what about mom? Oh, she she passed away like two months after the baby was born. Yeah. So I said, well, how, how do you deal with that? Hmm. Yeah. And he says, well, me and God go back and forth all the time. And like he was talking about, sometimes he said, I scream at him because it makes me so mad. I, I can't heal her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and that was with like with you know, the mother of grace. Yeah, you know. mm-hmm. but it it shows the amazing how high a human being can go sometimes. Because mm-hmm. this woman gave her life, okay, to bring her daughter in this into this world. Mm-hmm. You know, she said because hey, abortion is out of out of the question. Ain't even in the equation. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give birth to my daughter and then we'll worry about me. Yeah. Yeah. So it would just it's you know, that's why when when I asked people, I said, What would you do? Okay. I said, It wouldn't be no big deal for me to go to the doctor and they tell me I'm dying of stage four cancer. I've had a great life. I said, But hey, turn it around, I take my child to the doctor and they tell me my child has got stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ain't got a real strong family relationship and you ain't got a relationship with God Almighty, where do you turn mm-hmm. when you're hit in the gut with something like that? Yeah. I don't see how people do it. I really yeah. don't. I think having God first in your life is essential because everything else is so temporary, even our life. So when things fall, if you don't have that anchor point of a God who's eternal and a God who's good eternally, then life is just bad and it's just hard. And um, this is a really cool story. So whenever I was preaching that message about being stuck and um, I was thinking about, I was like, you know, this message it's an encouraging message that no matter where you are, God's using, but it's also a hard message to really swallow sometimes because sometimes people are stuck in really hard places and it is unfair. And you're like, God, why would I be here? You know, why would you let me go through this? Like if you say all things work together for good, what is this good? Like this is so bad. And I actually had a lady in mind who I knew was going to hear this message because I knew she was going to the church I was preaching it at. And she has a terminal eye cancer. And I was thinking like, what is this message going to sound like to her? You know, like is this going to encourage her? Is this going to be hard to hear? You know, does she believe that where she's at is positioning for God's glory? And, you know, it's just the effects of living in a fallen world. I was just thinking about her. Well, after I preached the message, I go over to the side and um, there's an altar call and people are just responding to the message. People are coming up to the front to just be with the Lord. And I see her walking down. The lady was eye cancer. But when she got to the front, she actually didn't get down at the altar 
to pray, she was praying over other people at the altar. And I was so moved by that because I know what's going on in her life and she wasn't coming for prayer. For she was coming she to pray come for her. over yeah. other people. Yeah. So I texted her after and I said, and actually when I went to text her, I saw I already had a text from her that she was praying for me before I spoke. And I said, I, I'm so crazy. You text me that I was thinking about you so much before that message. And I was wondering how this message relates to your life. Like, do you feel like your position all stuff? And she sent me like the most amazing response. And she was like, you know, this has definitely been the hardest thing I've ever walked through, but through it, I have seen God's hand. I've experienced his goodness. My faith has risen to another level. And she was like, she said, um, cancer is my diagnosis, but it's not my destiny. And she was talking about just heaven and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's a woman who is anchored in faith, who For God sure. is first. And then she can go and love other people because she's so filled with love Hello. herself. Yeah. It's very powerful. And if you're wondering, uh, what I'm thinking about while you're saying that is like, these are incredible stories and you might be listening thinking like, I ain't got that in me, you know, because that's yeah. giving yourself up, uh, praying over other people when you've got all this other terrible stuff going on. And that just leads me into super practical ways like you guys book. I'm flipping through it right now and it's just easy. It's day one, day two, day three, day two, God knows you by Sadie. And then every time at the end of it, all right, how do we practically do, we do that practically today? Do yep. And so if you're wondering like, how do these people get to where the terminal eye cancer and they're praying over people? They one day at a time, they just yep. started practicing love. And I think that's why this book's going to be a huge hit in because it's going to teach people just one day at a time. And by three months, you're going to be like, yes, popping on is. all cylinders. But what y'all are saying, okay. The ones that tell me I can't see God. Okay. The, that was the greatest thing that the show Duck Dynasty did for me. Okay. My faith was weak. And then I seen all of the Robertson family, the adults, the kids. Okay. We all met someone who was dying of cancer. We said a prayer for him to the Almighty. And the Almighty looked down and said immediately, okay, yeah, it's gone. So a lot of times, God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are not real to people, okay? Because they've never seen them work, okay? We, me and you, and the whole family has had the opportunity to watch God do amazing things with the most unlikely people. Mm -hmm. I'm one of them. <laughs> you beat me okay. to that. I was going to make a joke. No, no, because I tell people all the time, y'all need to look at this crazy old man. I said, because I'm living proof that God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are alive and well and doing the most remarkable things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, people are seeing that right now through the movie, through the blind. I mean, so many comments on my Instagram about seeing Peppa Phil's life and no, no. saying that's what God's doing in my life or can do in my life. Well, that's why I, I you know, when you said, okay, no, I, I don't, I don't have that or it couldn't happen to me. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not true. Exactly. That's why I prayed for the soldiers that was coming back from war. I said, because we're having too many, uh, uh, the man in Fort Polk asked me to do it, the pastor, okay, asked me to pray for a troop, speak to him. And I said, hey, 
You need to get one thing and one thing only from what I've said. Jeremiah uh, 28, verse 11. Do not you know, harm yourself. You have no idea of the plans I have. This is the Lord talking. You have no idea of the plans that I have for you, not to harm you, but to bless you and to give you hope and a future. I said, hey, look, trust me when I tell you, don't hurt yourself. And you say, well, I, I don't have that in me. Oh, that may, may not be true, but if you run up on the Lord, he will do it for you. Yep. He'll use you, okay, and do it for you. Yep. Scared. Okay. So that's that's why you need to open your mind, open your heart, and you need to buy their book. <laughs> that's love step one. First. How to put love first. Okay. And learn how to put love first. Yeah. Okay. And so to get that book, anywhere books are sold, liveoriginal.com, Amazon.com. Yep. Anywhere books are sold. You can find it. And is it so <laughs> answer me this because I'm not a reader, but my wife is. So we've figured out how to make me a reader is we do things yeah. as a couple. Yes. And like she'll read it and then like I'll read the next night. So uh, and then you can have a very doing something conversation in yeah. about it. So would that be yep. good for is this a I mean, y'all wrote it together. Yeah. Is it designed for that or is it designed for just anybody or both? For both, really. Both. Okay. Yeah, it's really designed for anybody. We talked about that. Like Christian and I, when we were dating and engaged, we read a lot of books together. And it was so helpful because, um, yes, it gets you having great conversations, um, a little bit deeper conversations than maybe you naturally have when you're reading a book together because you can talk about those points. And when we wrote this, we're like, this is so cool because we did that with other people's books. And now hopefully this can be a resource for people to do. Um, it is. It's a community book. I mean, it's find meaningful connections with God, your people, and your community community. So we actually encourage you to do it with someone, do it with a friend, do it with your spouse, do it with your mom, whoever you're kind of have in mind to just deepen a relationship with, or even talk about relationships with in a different and you're way. you're killing two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. This will make you work as a team. That's right. Land is cool too, because it's tailored. So I think sometimes, you know, at least I could maybe zoom out and look at if I got to day two and it's if I'm a guy and it's Sadie's day, then oh, I might skip day two and go to day three because it's Christian or whatever. Um, but it because it but it, if you're if you're a girl and you read my part, like there's so I think there's so many things that you can glean from 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 both of them. I yeah. And actually, it's not even as much like guide girl. It's more just even personality types, like things that Christian tends to um, struggle with more, just being more of a perfectionist and more of that, like liking things to be a certain way. And then me being more of a free spirit, but also getting more anxious in life. Like it's not even just guide girl. It's more just what your personality is like. You'll probably relate to one of us or both of us at times. And so at the beginning of each page, it says like if Christian wrote it or if I wrote it. And then you can also listen to the audio book because Christian and I was just about I to say that, it. dude. Y'all read the audio book? We I was just did. about to say, and if you've, and if you've loved <laughs> listening to this podcast and you love our, and you really just enjoy come our voices, come listen to the audio book because we have, we did it on audio as we well. We did. Here's, awesome. here's stole the my great line. thing about it is teamwork. Okay, and also, okay, you actually get two perspectives. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, so, Sadie doesn't so struggle we with... we may not see it right from our perspective. Yeah. And maybe the other person says, hey, you're a little off on this. <laughs> yep. Got to be open to that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what's cool. We both have different... Like, I struggle no, no. with perfectionists, yeah. and I can get angry, and Sadie's more fearful, and just other little things and it's two completely different people and two different perspectives. I think That's it's, it, you'll glean a lot from, 
from both parts of the book. So it's really like cool. I said, you have a better, you can be- have a better and a more fruitful, intelligent discussion. Yep, that's awesome. Well, that's how to put love first yep. by Christian and Sadie Huff. Ninety day challenge. Check it out wherever books are. We're going to do some weird commercial after this. Then we'll be back to talk about <laughs> whatever y'all have been doing lately. Because yeah. I hear I things. It. I love it. Mom and I did a whole conversation on my podcast, a messy conversation about Disney World. Disney World. So you went to Disney World. We went to Let's Disney back World. back up just a second. So y'all went to Disney World. As a rode family, the teacups. Right? Yeah. You had no grandparents there. We just went. Y'all with, are insane people. No, that's the first thing that needs to be said. <laughs> it was. It, it was How old, Taven? It actually was really fun. She is only four months, and everyone was like, "You're taking a two-year-old and a four-month-old by yourselves to Disney World," but it was so fun. Some people do have the power of the Holy Spirit living within them, and that is clearly <laughs> you two. Because I, I can't. We took Lottie at nine months and just wore everywhere we went, and that was a lot. No, she was one. I don't know. It's been a long time. But y'all went to Disney World. We went to Disney World. And I will say, if Haven was not as chill of a baby as she is, it might have been crazier. But she's so chill. And Honey is obsessed with the princesses. So it was like a good age. It was yeah. a good well, age. Well, just to preface, we went to Disney World because Honey loves princesses. Love. That, that was the princesses whole... Princesses rule. Yeah. That was the whole origin. Yeah. I can sing we... every word to Frozen 1. Frozen 2... Garbage. Frozen one. I agree. Frozen got everywhere. Gar- yeah, not Frozen good. two is just way over my head. I'm like, there's no way that you understand any of this. I'm like, it's the fifth weird. spirit. What is happening? So what do you, how do you feel about Frozen two, Sai? Uh, I haven't seen Frozen okay. two. Well, well, good. St- keep it that way. Frozen keep one. Way. You talked about it. I don't want to see it. The windows open. So <laughs> but it's really cool because, like, even when we watch the movies, you know how it shows like the castle and the fireworks and honey. Loves that part of the movie. And like she got to see that. And so she got to see that. So now when we watch the movie, she goes, remember when I saw the fireworks in the castle? And it's so cute. She did you it. go meet Chewbacca? No. Really missed out. Really? Okay. We, we did you not. skip the whole Star Wars part of? Yeah, we did. Where is the Star Wars part at Disney World? Over in the Star Wars area. But what, what, I don't know what speaking the name of, of it is. Speaking of kingdoms, what, what, uh, what kingdom is it? <laughs> the Star Wars Magic kingdom. kingdom. Magic. Uh, the regular <laughs> one. <laughs> The other, the one the, with the Tower uh, of Terror. The Star, yeah. Oh, uh, the Tower of Terror. Turn left, and uh, there's the Star Wars. We didn't place. do it. I've actually. I y'all don't, have two I've girls. Never, so that makes I've sense. only seen one Star Wars. It was the last one that came out in the theater, so okay. I'm behind. Different podcast. Different. different. <laughs> I tried to raise you right. Listen, Sadie. listen, um, talk about Disneyland. But y'all had to do a whole podcast on the fact that you went to. We did. Well, we Disney didn't World? have to, but we chose to because we got so much hate on my Instagram account from Disney World. For going to Disney World. It's Not, the happy. Not from Disney World, from people about from people about us going to Disney World, which is just very unfortunate because in today's time it just seems like, you know, if you go to Disney World, then all of a sudden everyone's like, you stand for everything Disney stands for, which no, that's not true. No, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah, and so kind of what I was saying is, um, you know, just like if you go to a church, that doesn't make you holy. You know, if you go to a place, it doesn't make you unholy. Like who Christ is living within me. So wherever I go, I carry Christ with me. And I was thinking about how like whenever Jesus went and he sat with the uh, tax collectors and sinners and the Pharisees were so bothered. They were like, how could you be clean if you're around so much unholiness? He's like, because I am clean because I am pure. Because a I am a holy. healthy person does not need a doctor. Exactly. You dummies. You dummies. <laughs> and so you can't was... call people dumb. Only he can. <laughs> no, no. Oh, you can call people dumb. I'm looking at this I right now. I just echoed it. That's why, hey, that's why I tell people I refuse to grow up. 
that, hey, there's a 14-year-old kid inside this 75-year-old body. <laughs> okay? Because, hey, no. Ugh. Well, I think, so it just bothered me because it was mainly a lot of Christians that were commenting such hateful things. And then people who aren't Christians are looking at my page being like, what's wrong with these people? They're so mean. They're so yeah. hateful. Although, and so what I'm saying is like, as a Christian, I'm not just going, because some people were trying to defend me, say, well, she probably doesn't know everything. And I'm like, no, it's not that I don't know. It's just that well, you can't live for me, life. following yeah. Christ doesn't look like not going into hard places. Well, you just brought up Star Wars. And I'm like, Disney owns Marvel, Star Wars, yeah. Indiana Jones, ABC. Like ESPN, like it's yeah, all the heroes. And, and like, guess what? We're we've been shouting for you people to go see the blind. One million. How many times have we said it on this podcast? Oh, good grief! All I the mean, time. that third guy standing by Phil and Big Al is so handsome. You need to go see it. But guess what's in the movie theater <laughs> beside it? Yeah, probably filth. Yeah. So if you go see the, the blind, nun, are you supporting like the, conjure, like the Cinemark and yeah. everything that they like? You can't be consistent. Yeah. The whole like, oh, we can't ever go to Disney World. They believe this. Well, guess what? The people that well, then you can't are have making money iPhone. off the blind believe everything. Nope, you can't have an it's iPhone. Like, can't watch Netflix. Can't wear Nike shoes. Can't go to Target. I mean, if you go down the list, you can't go have down. an iPhone. Everything, everything in, uh, you know, if you overindulge in anything, you're sending. Put my Nikes mm-hmm. back on. Everything in moderation, folks. Yeah. Well, and you just have okay. to make the call for yourself. Yeah. Like, exactly. If you you're going to go to Disney on that one or two days of the year where they're doing crazy stuff, then yeah, you probably want to back off that. But if your daughter wants to go see princesses, mm-hmm. go see princesses. Exactly. And I mean, I think it is about your conviction level too. If you feel convicted, don't do it. But and like mom and I did a podcast because we wanted to like kind of break it down. Let's actually look at the Bible. Cause I think that a lot of times even we're so quick to just throw out our commentary or our opinion. And we like say that's the Christian thing to do, but is that what Christ did? You know, have we read? Whoa, that's good. Back to your book. (laughs) Love first. Yeah. Quit being Hateful. Well, look, I actually took notes yesterday. I was sitting with Memo Joe. You know Memo Joe. Memo Joe is my mom's grandma, so my great-grandma, to mama's mom. And she was talking about one of her friends, and I just want to write, I just want to say exactly what she said because it was so good. And she said, basically, one of her friends is about to have surgery, and she's, like, Googled everything there is to know about the surgery, and, like, she's so afraid, but she's not a doctor, right? And so she's telling the doctor everything that she's read, and she's Googled and everything. And Memo Joe said... To her friend, she said, you're reminding me a lot of a sophomore right now. And she said, the definition of a sophomore is a wise fool. And she told her friend, you know, just enough to be dangerous. Be dangerous, that's right. And I love that because she was like, you know, just enough to be dangerous. And I think a lot of times Christians are like that if they're not reading and tethered to the word, you know, just enough to be dangerous. You're spitting out things like you know what you're saying because Mm -hmm. you heard somebody say it, but you're not tethered to the word. And so... You're being a wise fool right now. You're you're saying things that sound good, but it's not rooted in truth. There's no truth in it. Yeah. I can't wait to be right. Joe's age and just be like, you know what you sound like? A sophomore. sophomore. And they're like, is this, what is this? <laughs> Savage. I don't know what this sweet 90-year-old lady just punched me in the face with, but I'm nervous about it. And that's got to be awesome to be Wisdom. like that old and wise and just well, like. I'm say what I want because wisdom. I'm not. Yeah. How old is Memo Joe? She's 92 years 92, old. Yeah, she's amazing. She actually told That's me about Mary, right? Mary. Mary. Uh, her name's uh, Joe. Huh? That's why we call her Memo <laughs> Joe. She's Sadie's Memo Joe. Different side of the family. Who's Mary? Uh, 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 my aunt Mary. Uh, Miss. Uh, yeah. 
My mind went blank. Mary, you talking about Mary Shackleford, um, right? Joe, yeah, Shackleford. Yeah. But she, she's so wise. She told me about my favorite book I've ever read, Irregular People, and it is hilarious. It, it made me laugh out loud when I read it. It's like from the seventies, and this lady basically breaks down just why people act irregularly sometimes and it's so funny because it's so memo joe like she she'll just i'll be talking to her she'll be like oh it's just irregular behavior and so <laughs> i just love irregular it. behavior i just love it 92 uh, year old spitting wisdom we've been called irregular a time or two y'all so might be a little but irregular we're a little irregular <laughs> we had no plan coming in here today and I, uh, we've talked about space a book we got heavy there for a minute. I didn't I see left that one coming. thing out. I didn't add. Uh oh. Well, we're back to we space. Was talking what? Hey, mix a little common sense with your religious, with your religion. In other words, use your brain God gave you. Yeah, you know, and and look, there ain't but two commandments really: love the Almighty with everything you got, and then turn around and share that love. With your neighbor. Yep. That's all of it. Okay. And that if you would do that, this world would be a, a wonderful better. place yep. to live. If only somebody would write a book about yeah. how to put love yeah, how to do that. Because <laughs> the Bible's kind of confusing sometimes. I just need a practical way that gave <laughs> yeah. me like how a three-month plan yeah. how do to I figure out how to do, do that. That would be awesome. Yeah. So we should do that. I'm telling you. I think we should. Yeah. And we should take a break and dive into the emails because they've never been oh, here and okay. don't know. We give yeah. out relationship yeah. advice all the time. And look, I it's heard weird. that you said you was overwhelmed. By overwhelmed this morning. Since of the blind movie the blind. is out. Oh. It's awesome. His, his emails have gone off the chart. Off the chart. So we'll be right back for our we'll last be right segment. Back. Y'all are funny. We're weird is what we are. I, lo I love it when we let Jesus rule this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus rules this podcast every time because none of us are in control. Well, hey, look, we didn't even take one break. I just you. sat here. So Jesus good. rules this podcast. Okay. I know if he's in, he's in charge, it's our good one, boys. It's a good one, boys. Okay, so we I, we do emails every every. What is this called? A podcast. Wow, we're not that good at this. Every podcast, we have people email in, hello at Duck Call Room. We asked you to tell us what you think of the blind, right? Yep. Y'all have seen it. We've seen it. Did fantastic. You, did you think it was any good? Oh, fantastic. fantastic. I lived it incredible. and seen it. Lived it, it was saw incredible. it. Yeah. Was a character in it? Yeah, was a character in it. And that was weird watching me on screen. That he was did weird. really good. He did good playing you, I thought. No, no, the guy that played me that day, you know, the lady that plays Kay should win some kind of award. She's great, yeah. Okay, so she she was right on. So a lot of emails say that. They loved you, by the way. Hunter, our producer, a lot of people taking pictures of your name in the credits. That's right. He oh, made, made it, boys. Assistant set production. <laughs> set production assistant. Set production assistant. Hunter, that's just big time. And Hunter got to travel around with Willie. And did you go with si? no. To some different... Al? Al made fun of us in, the, in front of a whole movie theater. Well, hey, that's, hey, that's Rob. But so many of y'all sent in emails, and I just want to go through a few of them because it was so awesome. And I got a lot of questions, too, because I don't think our movie theater is any good anymore. Our movie theater? The one here. No offense to those guys. But Morgan emails in. Everybody sent in pictures. What? 
And they're all in recliners. Oh, wow. Is that a Florida thing, Christian? Do y'all have recliners? There are recliners in Florida. Your dad will only go to the My dad will only go to the movie theater with, with a recliner. <laughs> like, a, he'd have to bring his own here. Man, boy. It's only like 30 minutes from the house. So right. it's not... If, if they go to a movie, it would... It would be like, let's say Rustin had a recliner. Would you go see it at here or would you go to Rustin? You, I didn't know recliners were a thing, so you're kind of putting me on this, but I think I would go to Rustin. You would go to Rustin. To you would go to Rustin. But we got a ton of emails in on people just chilling in recliners and a bunch of people um, that met Cy. Where did you go? You went I went to it. Knoxville. You went Tennessee. to Knoxville? Yeah, at the Reganal. And it was a very nice theater. All right. You, well, you met a guy named Travis from East Tennessee. Well, I, I met a whole bunch of people. <laughs> okay. Well, he had the pleasure of getting a picture with you, but he had a problem. He didn't expect you to be such a ladies' man. And he was on a date night, and all he heard on the way home was his girl talking about you. Well, <laughs> so he would like to ask, what's what's the secret? Because you have it. I love the women. Oh, gosh. I love oh, the okay, women. no, moving hey, on. Before look, it gets weird. Hey. Don't get weird. I've always loved the women, Okay. Can't help it that they love. I will back, go in the ground loving the women. <laughs> okay. I will go in the ground. Hey, hey let me tell you how, how much of a mama's boy I was. How to okay. put love first, this right podcast. there. Uh, this podcast it gets wild sometimes. But Travis did say, not a movie watcher, but loved it. Hope it reaches the masses. And I got to look over here. Are we number five? The blind was number five in all of That's America incredible. for the whole weekend. It's awesome. You're crushing it, man. Hey, that's awesome. That is really awesome. Well, hey, look, when you show the truth, yeah, that's like when you share the gospel with a person. Hey, there's nothing else you can do for that person. Mm -hmm. You've just gave him the best thing you have to give him. That's right. And the there's nothing that's going to top it. It's good. Look at my man, Sean, from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I actually said that one right. They got recliner. I didn't know recliners were a thing. So basically, if you sent me a picture of yourself in a recliner watching The Blind, I'm hey, showing hey, it on this Well, part. I was telling Sadie what we should have done, because everyone that went to go see Barbie dressed in pink, so we should have pitched it as everyone that goes sees The Blind should people, wear camo. People did but it. They did. I saw Sean a picture, just did it. I saw a picture last night of someone had, they had, they had, paint. Like, they had face paint had on in face camo. Paint on. Yeah. yeah, going to see the movie. And then most importantly, I did also, Christian just texted me this before we got started. Um, let me find it again. Let me you find, we're, we're a slow budget organization yeah. here. Si, did you meet a baby and yes. did you make him cry? And, and the headlines the next day on, on the paper was, hey, Uncle Si scares the children. Good grief. You he didn't just know. passed him along. <laughs> he didn't know he was a movie star. That is funny. Si, okay, but then, so tons of emails about the blind, and we do have reports. It's getting extended some places. No, we, not yet, but you're doing so good at buying tickets yes. that it's starting. They're talking about it. It should. Because we have to take on a certain person, which leads me into my next email. We have one more email to go today, right. and it was actually for Christian. Okay. We, uh, Kay gets some. Other people get some. This one's from Travis in Kansas City. Different Travis? Same Oh, uh, I think so. No, this, that was Travis in Tennessee. This oh, is Travis in Kansas oh, City. Oh, this is Kansas. Okay. Yeah. So his question is... If you get a girl that is kind of like worldwide, <laughs> how do you how do you woo a girl like that off her feet? Okay, Travis from Kansas City. Travis from Kansas City. Oh, we don't share last names. Hey, yeah. I don't know who the yeah. girl could be, but yeah, she keeps right. getting well, in the way no of me watching football. Well, when I met 
the the this person i was a college student and this tra- person travis who i'm guessing is asking this question is also a super famous athlete oh crap so he, he, he potentially has yeah. he potentially has a little a little more of a leg to stand on than i did but uh but you went for it son. i did i did go for it yep and uh one of us was successful so travis i wish the best for you i hope you're successful too so <laughs> but how did you woo her off her feet man this is a relationship, but let well, me tell you, every other day by putting get... by putting love first. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, Travis. There it is. Travis. All you need to know. That's so, it completely, Travis. Boys. If if you really want to woo this 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 woman, I suggest you pick up our ninety day challenge and <laughs> y'all study it together. And um, at the next game, I want to see this in the box. <laughs> in the That's box. Right. That's well, right. They'll show that box. And then we'll see how you do. Times. What is Travis's? Potential girlfriend reading. Oh, it's a devotional by Sadie and Christian called How to Use Put Love. It. Oh, um, I didn't there you say go. that. Right. <laughs> Someone make that meme for us, please. That is a good place to start a relationship. It is true, though. And and I did what that was a joke, obviously, but he, Travis Kelsey doesn't listen. <laughs> He might. He might. And then oh. that would really be your biggest podcast ever if him if and him his and, future right. girl. If him and the lady. Or current. Who knows? We've All tried right. to get Deion Sanders. No response. Now we're going for Taylor Swift. <laughs> Shoot for the moon and you'll land in the stars. That's right. But Elon seriously. <laughs> I like that. We do have a lot of guys email in that have no idea how to talk to women. And they're terrified of it. Like it's 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 weird. It's the state of America today, I guess. But I would now say that, that, that hey, the bad thing about that is is that you're leaving a lot of good looking lonely women. <laughs> okay, because you ain't man enough to say, Hey, you good looking thing. That's that's I size want advice. To go out with you. So Christian, what is your advice? Because <laughs> you were recently I mean, y'all been married I what, can't. four years? Almost now? four Almost years. Four years that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But like we, we feel like we're old men giving advice. So what's yeah. your best advice for putting yourself out there That's good. to any woman? That's good. Well, when, when, when me and Sadie first met, I'd heard this quote from Rich Wilkerson Jr. And he said, uh, the bait you catch them with is the bait that you'll keep them with. So basically just this idea of... I like fishing analogies. Uh, it's a fishing analogy. But it's basically this idea of you can only fake it for so long before this person... Because we all kind of do that in a sense, right? We all want to put our put our best foot forward. We all want to try to maybe seem better than we are, but at sometimes, but at some point you got to be, you got to be, you got to be your true yeah. self. And yep. I think that yep. sometimes if you're not your true self, then I think that can be confusing when, you know, we always talk about you give it six months to really see if this person is genuine or if this person really is the way that, that they say they are. And I think just trying to be yourself, not trying to, you know, fabricate something that's, that, that's disingenuine. Um, and I think just, yeah, obviously loving God, loving loving people, but pursuing a woman, uh, pursuing your heart, trying to just keep purity. And I would just say, just be yourself. Don't try to be someone that you're not, and yeah. um, just be genuine. And, don't. and I will say to all the men listening out there, Christian's podcast is amazing. I'll promote it if he won't. Four Eight Men Podcast because you're right. Men need to be men, and these are some good men encouraging each other and speaking truth into each other's lives. And uh, you had a lot of good men around you who helped you be man enough to to pursue me. I did, and uh, I know you appreciate that. So Four Eight Men Podcast is where it's at, guys. I was getting there. Four Eight Men Podcast because new seasons going on right now, right? Yeah, we're halfway through the new season. Yeah, awesome. So go yeah. check that out. I, what was that? Season three. Season two. They had, to to pull, they had to pull out one tubby guy just for just to make sure. I have no. I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get you back on. I've gained all that weight back. I need to come work out with you again before I end up in the hospital. One tubby again. guy. Oh boy, that's just making me sad. 
I stepped on the scale this morning. I got to go see Christian or Stone or something, but Christian's nicer than Stone, so I'll probably <laughs> I'll go just there. Say Stone go hurt. All right, so we always end this podcast with a Bible verse, and I'm going to give everybody a sneak peek. Part one, your relationship with God. Day one, God sees you. I'm going to give you a sneak peek into the book you're about to go get. John 1, 48 and 49, Nathaniel said to him, how do you know me? Jesus answered him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. So no matter where you're at in the story of the blind and the story of Sadie and Christian and the story of Sai, God sees you right where you're at. Maybe you're out in the middle of the woods doing all sorts of wrong like Phil was in the blind. God sees you right there and he's waiting for you. And I hadn't read that whole part, but we love you. Thank y'all so much for coming on. Any last words? We're encouraged by y'all too. It goes uh, both ways. Yeah. Thanks. He for knows us. your name. That's day two, man. I'm just well, kidding. I'll just not- say oh, it is. You gotta think <gasps> about. You gotta think about that. Creator knows your name. Day two, God knows you. Go check it out wherever books are sold. Sadie Christian Huff power couple for the lord and probably working out in tennis and anything they feel like putting their mind to they're a power couple thank y'all for joining us love you guys somebody yell every hair on my body is standing up